0: Net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Our producer is Shane Reardon. Coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Greg Nicholson sitting in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. on our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. You ever run a marathon, Dr. Greg? I've uh, watched my wife run about 13 marathons. really. And, I,
1: you know, we facetiously say that I've run a marathon because I run back and forth to the spots to
0: watch her run
1: by. So, you
0: know. That's can be, that can be more it, difficult than the marathon itself, right? you got to dodge, dip, and dodge. You don't practice for that, <laughs> no, right?
1: No. <laughs> uh, I think I pulled a hammy, you know, trying to get there one time. But actually the first marathon she ever ran was Chicago. And uh, Chicago Marathon set up beautifully for the spectators, and we were able to go back and forth. And I think I saw her five or six times So uh, during that run. Um, so I have very fond memories, but, no, I am not a distance runner.
0: Well, it's a big uh, day tomorrow here in Chicago. Grant Park beginning 7.30 a.m., the 41st year of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon runners from more than... 100 countries and all 50 states, including a world-class elite field. They're always fun to watch, uh, come home quickly. And then uh, 40,000 runners uh, from the start line to the final stretch down Columbus Drive. And, of course, the Chicago Marathon assists in raising millions of dollars for a variety of charitable causes. They generate $282 annual economic impact to uh, the host city here in Chicago. It's great to see. And, uh, Dr. Nicholson, we're going to bring on uh, someone right now who uh, knows a lot about marathons, from Arlington Heights, from ATI Physical Therapy, Dr. Jamie Ginsburg, a doctor of physical therapy. Dr. Ginsburg. thanks for coming out with us.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining us this morning. All right, so big day tomorrow, Chicago Marathon. I want to start with running shoes. This is always interesting because uh, by now, of course, these runners have already decided what they are going to choose for their uh, their running uh, shoe. But, you know, how does a runner decide what's the best running shoe for them and, and people thinking about whether they're going to just run down the neighborhood or uh, in, in a marathon or half marathon or 5K or something like that?
2: Right. Um, we've definitely all made the mistake of walking into a running shoe store and buying the shoe that looks the coolest. But in reality, running shoes now are made for really every foot type. So if you have, for example, a high arch, um, you know, you generally don't have a whole lot of shock absorption when your foot hits the ground. In that case, you'd want more of a neutral or cushioned shoe versus someone who has a flatter foot and the arch kind of collapses on impact. You'd want more of a, what we call like a stability or supportive shoe. Uh, The way your foot hits the ground really affects everything up the chain. So being in the right shoe can really minimize, prevent not just foot and ankle injuries, but knee, hip injuries as well.
0: How do people get fit? Dr. Nicholson, what do you you think about it? You recommend, uh, you know, shoe fittings and things. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just running to the the local store anymore and trying them on and saying, oh, these fit right, right. I mean, you've got to really think about some of these things. I know some of the specialty shoe stores, they go through a whole process. They really
1: do. And uh, I think, and we'll talk to Jamie about this a little bit. I know a lot of runners have orthotics. You know, they need something very specific for their foot in that shoe. in today's world, of course, so many things are on the internet. a lot of the specialty shoe stores have gone out of business, uh, especially the runners things. But I think you got to find somebody because the only thing touching the ground is your foot. you know That's where you've got that feel. Yeah. And y- like Jamie said, the coolest looking shoe p- may not be the best one, but you I think you've got to feel it. Uh, and you know, if it's not right, what we tended to do is just run through it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. if it's not right you've got to you got to find the right uh combination like Jamie was saying is it arch is it neutral uh those type of things um uh, Jamie uh with your extensive yeah. ironman um and marathon uh world experience did you come to a point where hey these shoes just aren't working or i need to get custom inserts or something like that
2: right um Just to kind of add to this, one of the things um, that I'm really into and what we do at the clinic is what we call a video gait analysis, where we basically video our our runners barefoot and then in their different running shoes and in their orthotics if they have them, and we measure all different angles. We check their flexibility. We really look at um, how that foot hits the ground and really can kind of perfect it nowadays. So it's a really really nice option, especially if you're finding yourself chronically injured.
0: Again, okay, Dr. Jamie Ginsberg joining us from ATI Physical Therapy. com is their website. We're talking about uh, the Chicago Marathon being run tomorrow here in the Windy City. And uh, what are some of the best ways, uh, Dr. Ginsberg, to actively recover from a long run or even a long workout?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, name of the game with effective training is really effective recovery. So after a long run or a long workout, we we develop what's called lactic acid in our legs. And it makes us feel like we have a heaviness or a tightness in our legs. And the best thing to do for that is not just resting and putting your feet up, but really uh, active recovery. So good examples of that would be cycling or elliptical, which is our more non-impact activities. And then, of course, your your typical icing, foam rolling of uh, the quad muscle, which is the muscle in front of the thigh, your calf and your IT band, which is on the outside of your off thigh, um, of course, stretching, massage, and then most importantly, really just staying hydrated. All those things help us recover for that next big workout.
0: Let me ask Dr. Nicholson, uh, what do you see after the Chicago Marathon, walk into the office at Midwest Orthopedics <laughs> at Rush? What's the typical injury or uh, most common? They
1: usually waddle and they yeah. don't walk in, but uh, it's it, it. we see a lot of iliotibial band issues. Explain that. Uh, that is the... Thick connective tissue on the outside part of the thigh that goes down to the leg. Uh, and as Jamie said, you know, you're going to use a lot of different stride muscles as you get fatigued in a marathon. It looks the same from the outside, but the mechanism on the inside is different. And so uh, you can get that type. It's, it's, it's a use and overuse issue, uh, but it's temporary. Uh, we see a lot of people... Two three days later, their Achilles tendon or their calves are so tight that they're really struggling. Uh, interestingly enough, too, low back pain uh, again probably through hamstring tightness. Uh, and I think uh, Jamie's absolutely right. You know, uh, a good massage therapist or uh, the stretching and a ballistic kind of uh, warm down really really helps. Um, thankfully, we're not seeing like a traumatic injury where where something has been. Uh, irreparably damaged. It's more just the uh, the wear and tear of 26 miles.
0: Dr. Jamie Ginsburg joining us from ATI Physical Therapy again at Sports Medicine Weekly. Jamie has been practicing outpatient orthopedics for over 17 years. She's also a two-time Ironman triathlon finisher and has ran 15 marathons. She specializes in treating runners and triathletes. So uh, I know the marathon is tomorrow for those running, but for those uh, thinking about next year, the year after, or for years to come, uh, Dr. Ginsberg, what, uh, what's the best training advice uh, that you suggest when thinking about doing a marathon?
2: Right. I think, um, first of all, the, the biggest mistake I see in my injured runners is that um, they don't begin a marathon training program with a good, like, solid weekly base mileage. Um really getting into a nice, full progressive running plan without increasing your long runs too quickly will really be a good start uh, to preventing injury. And then also um, if you're not feeling good or you are rehabbing through an injury and you do have a long run on your training plan, um, it's it's important really not to push through that pain. You got to listen to your body. Sometimes it's okay to take a rest day or to cross, tra- cross train instead. Um, otherwise you might, set yourself back further in your training um, than you'd like. So just really kind of keep points, listening to your body, following a, a good, solid plan, um, and all should go really well, and it should be really a fun experience.
0: So you've run uh, or participated in two Ironman triathlons. What was that like, and, and what, how do you train for that?
2: Um you know what? It's a mental battle out there and a physical battle. Um but I will tell you it's one of the, the you know, greatest accomplishments, of course. But yeah, you just break it up into parts and uh you, you get it done. Um but with that, yeah, a lot of a lot of preparation. Um, but I loved it. I loved it and I wanna do another one.
0: Tell me again. Uh, break it down for me. What's uh, what's involved with the Ironman triathlons?
2: Yeah, um, you start with a two-point-mile swim, um, and then you head to your transition area. You get on your bike and you ride a hundred and twelve miles, so basically, wow. from say Chicago to Lake Geneva and back.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> and
2: then you run a marathon, twenty-six point two miles.
0: That's unbelievable. I I don't know how. You folks do it. I really don't. It, it's, it, Dr. Nicholson, that's just remarkable. I mean, I can't do one of those lakes. <laughs> I don't know. You know.
1: And I think the most hardest. Most people can't. Well, I think the hardest. <laughs> th- there are smaller ones, you know, that uh, uh, don't involve that length. But the st- you still have the three disciplines. And I think the hardest right. thing for most people is the swim. Unless you were a high school swimmer or something like that, the swim is so aerobically different from what we train with. That that's I, Jamie. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the thing that takes the most training time.
2: Well, the difficulty is you're an Ironman. You're in the water. Um, when I did both of mine, it was a mass start, so there's 2,200 athletes that start at the same time. So it's just craziness in the water. Just a bunch of arms, legs moving, and you got to kind of you got to kind of find your groove, keep yourself calm, and uh, like anything, you you always get through it.
0: How did you finally, uh, Dr. Ginsberg, uh, again, join us in ATI Physical Therapy, talking about marathon training and Ironman training and recovery. How did you recover from your Ironman triathlons?
2: Well, first I had a double cheeseburger. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I I did a lot of what I just said. Um, the next day I, I got on my, my bike indoor, and I just kind of spun out my legs um felt really good a lot of icing a lot of stretching and um just kind of just kind of chilling out but um and then getting back at it so it uh it, I felt okay I wasn't injured and um I recovered you know fairly well
0: Congratulations great stuff and appreciate uh, you joining us here on uh, yeah. Sports Medicine Weekly Dr. Thank Ginsburg. Thank you thank you Dr. Jamie Ginsberg, ATI Physical Therapy. Up next here on Sports Medicine Weekly, Dr. Greg Nicholson and I discuss how frequent uh, sports injuries occur. Stay with us. You're listening to 670 The Score.